Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. Okay, everyone, <laughs> we are back. This is Kevin Lompre, your host on the Osteo Connection. I got my sidekicks, Dr. Sean Landry, Mr. Jason Turnbull. Nice to see you guys again. So it happy to be here. summer. Yeah. Really good to be back. School's back next week. It is. It's always right. That's right. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's Maybe. always right. <laughs> it's possible. I thought it was green. Don't touch me. We've Don't had a little that. summer hiatus from... Uh, from recording, right? A little break. A little break. A little break. A little break. Nice and fresh coming back. Yeah. Love tan. We're all tanned up. Well, Jay. Super tan. Short I tan. wouldn't say I'm well, not you're tanned. Mildly tanned. Yeah. Mildly tanned. Yeah. Uh, mildly. Golf tan. Yeah. yeah. For a Scotsman, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Right? Yeah. yeah. Caber tossing all summer long. <laughs> yeah. We have a new uh, art director. Yes. My That's lovely me. daughter, Naomi. She's and, behind the uh, camera today. Thank yeah. you. Thank Our you, audio man. is terrific today. Yeah, it's yeah. stellar. Yeah. yeah. She's going places. places. She's going to bust out some dance moves later. Yeah. Maybe nice. we'll do a little Keep, routine at the end. Keep it light. <laughs> some air squats. Air yeah. Squats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, boys, uh, I thought we'd uh, come back like with something light and talk about drama. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, so how were your holidays? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so drama. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there wasn't so much trauma on the holidays, but um, they were good. Thank you for asking. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, how about we missed you, guys? you. We missed you. Yeah. yeah oh, we're, dearly. Yeah, it was great. You up north, right? You were up I north. I did. Yeah. I went up north. It was very nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, a little kayaking, some... Uh, I went west. Ma- Not as far west as Sean, but I went west. Right. How yeah. far west did you go? Well, I was able to travel interprovincially, which was really nice. <laughs> now that the embargo's off. So I saw my, right. my parents and family, which was nice. Yeah, it's good. Did some uh, museum tours in Ottawa and some golfing. It was good. Awesome. Lawn yeah. bowling? Uh, lawn bowling is a big sport in my hometown, I'm sure. It's one of the <laughs> yeah. uh, retirement capitals of Canada, actually. So yeah. I'm sure there's a, a massive lawn bowling community. Pickleball, probably. Pickleball, too. Yeah. Huge. Pickleball. I think, I think the New York Pickle might be a little young for that community. <laughs> yeah. It's more lawn That's bowling. Like I think you get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I went out west. I went uh, out to the mountains, the Rockies. Oh, nice. Jealous. It's beautiful. Mm. Lake, hiking, surfing. Did some wake surfing. Wake surfing, yeah. Wake surfing. I'm addicted. Just got to convince my wife to remortgage the house to get a $150,000 wake boat. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. That's good, eh? Should yeah. be fine. Why not? Why yeah. not? Or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, it was, uh, it was great. Lots of nature, kids, the mountains. There's something uh, amazing. Like, the energy out there is oh, insane. Yeah. Yeah, there were, there were. We could see a bit of smoke. There were some forest fires even more west where we were. So a few days you could see the smoke. But other than that, it was awesome. Cousin time. Cousin, kids chased each other around and just was, don't inhale. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> Held my breath the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Yeah. So do we dive right into this? Uh, yeah. So what are we calling this one? Well, this one's dealing with trauma, right? So we, what we wanted to talk about today is uh, the ins and outs of when people come in with particular traumas that are affecting the physical body. So we wanted to show the relationship between the mind-body. Um, so 
in terms of, of the biological responses the body does to certain perceptions we have and traumas we go through, uh, this is something that we see, I think you guys can attest to this on a regular basis, of, uh, of letting people know, too, of, of that connection and For the sure. reality of the way they think the perceptions and stressors they're going through, which they're, you know, let's not, you know, kid around. There's, there are many these days. Uh, with what's going on and um, so a lot of people are going through hard times so making them realize that their state of mind having a, a massive impact on how their body is responding and behaving is is crucial so we kind of want to give an overview of uh, how do you deal with that with a patient either one that's completely uh, oblivious to the fact that there is that connection yeah. to perhaps someone that is maybe a little bit more on the other side of the spectrum that, that does understand that and maybe help guide them through that as well. So let's define kind of trauma for a bit. Then. Sure. What, what are types of trauma that, that, well, that, we're de that we would typically deal with in, yeah. in practice, right? Well, I think well, yeah. physical, yeah, tra ahead. physical trauma, right? That's what sure. we normally come in with physical trauma. You know, I think a lot of times during our, our initial evaluation, we, you know, we're asking all the times, you know, whatever low Dr. Fakara, we're asking the location, onset, all this kind of stuff. But we're also then, you know, a big part of asking them is what were you doing when you got hurt? You know, maybe for the ones that actually have a physical trauma, right? Maybe half our clientele comes in with some sort of pain or, or ailment that they don't know why it started, but the other 50% it's usually because they did something, right? So I like to ask during those periods of what were they doing, almost like what was their mind frame as they were doing it? And, you know, sometimes you can get clues in that lifestyle audit that we have as part of our intake form is, you know, one of our questions we ask are, you know, what is your, what are your main stressors yeah. and, and how do you deal with stress? And quite often I, that's when I'll ask them like, okay, so, oh, I see here you meant that you have, you know, one of your main stressors you say is family. You know, can you, can you, you know, you don't have to tell me everything, but can you dive in a bit, give me maybe a bit more idea of what do you mean by that? And then they might, you know, offer you some, some information. And then I say, have you ever noticed a link between your pain and when you're having those issues with your family, mm. right? Because there's a way to kind of open Connect. that door to see if, oh yeah, it's true. Every time I notice that when my, you know, I'm having a hard time with my, you know, teenage son, you know, or whatever for an example, and then oh wait a second, yeah, it's true. My body, my back, apart. or my whatever is worse every time he walks in the house and that energy comes in and I feel worse. So then that's your leap, that's your gateway, right? This yeah. is how you can start to talk in, to talk about. Well, now you can really see how much your mind influences the physical pain you're there for. Because yeah. some people, like you said, Kev, they're kind of stuck where they don't understand that, you know, an emotional involvement or something plays a role, related, right? are so related. So it, I think that's an easy way for, you know, so for any practitioner to start adding that into their practices. You can find little ways, pathways to- Scratch the surface. To scratch the surface, unless they're obviously welcome, they're welcome to it right away, right? That's an easy way for us to get in, to, to get in that, well, that's uh, a that good, mindset. That's a good point. Did you have something, Sean, that uh, you wanted to add to that? Yeah, no, I think it's uh, I think it's amazing. So depending on you know, what the person that presents is, you know, what they're coming to see you for, just you're right, trying to parallel those two, um, you know, if it's a chronic condition or a, or a, or a new condition, mm -hmm. and then like you say, what was going on in that person's life in and around the let's say it is a physical trauma, right? Or if it's a chronic trauma. So in it, so just trying to parallel or overlay those two, you know, what was the timeline? How did it appear? What were the events in your life? Just to get a, like you say, the overall picture and start that conversation of exactly. how these two, maybe they're not related, but more often than not, they are, right? Mm -hmm. 
Well, and it's good that you, I like the way you guys brought that up about opening the door to that. So then that I found more often than not that the people coming in are, are more interested once they, you've piqued their interest in that. Do, do you think maybe there's a correlation between the fact that you've been through all these things and now this is what's happening? Oh, I never thought of it that way. You know, like for the most part, I think people are very interested in knowing that, oh, wait a second. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I've had this before and it was, oh yeah, I was going through blah, blah, blah. So what you're doing is you're empowering the patient, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So yeah. part of the three E's we have, yeah. uh, educate, empower, Engage. Engage. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if that was the right order again, but... Um, I don't think that's Jay's order, but... So... Uh, <laughs> it's the right order. But, but I, I think that's crucial because it's it gives one, us as the therapist, a gauge on where they're at in, in terms of their, their level of consciousness, right? Yeah. So you got to be careful because you can't give information above the level of consciousness they're in. Because mm-hmm. number one, they won't get it. And they won't see what you're talking about. They're they're going to be totally in left field. Yep. So you got to keep it within the realm of what they understand. I like to say you don't know what you don't know, but you're well, you're fond of that. Yeah. That is, we should make you a shirt with that <laughs> quote on it because you're. Yeah. But that's basically what you were just saying, right? Yes. Well, yeah. and that's and that's like the chameleon effect. That's that's our job is to read. Yeah. There, when you're talking like this, but I before I even say that, I agree, Kev. I think more people once you start opening that door. Most people are very interested oh, to yes, go sure. down that path, right? And they're really, that's really, really kind of get that connection. I think yeah. they're always wanting to, oh, we're lucky we have a great clientele that wants to, to learn about themselves and learn how to improve. And I think, I think most people, unless they're like... And you said the word empower, right? So it's, right. it's, it's giving, yeah. it's, it's making that, so we say like all these things like scratching the surface or opening the door so that they see they are in control, right? Because it's the most important thing that they acknowledge that they're in control of everything Exactly. That has happened to them and is happening yes. for them, around them, and to them, right? Well, that's why and, even asking about sleep is another one for them, right? Because yeah. that's another way. I'm not saying, oh, I wake up all the time at this time and I can't fall back asleep. It opens the door there, too. Oh, well, that, that, that organ relates with these emotions. You know, how does that, like, you can really tie that in in so many, that's what makes osteopathy so wonderful, right? You can really tie it in from in chiropractic. You, I think, you were looking at the whole body. Yeah. One important thing to note then is not every therapist thinks this. You know, sure. we're, we're, we're talking from oh, what, what we it, believe it, in. Initially, so, when I started, I didn't, I wasn't aware no. of this either. I didn't know what sure. I didn't know. You didn't. <laughs> still don't know. You still don't still know what you don't know. I don't, I'm waiting to find that stuff <laughs> yeah. out. Right? Yeah. Uh, so Once I hit that next level obviously, of consciousness. Obviously, for those of you that are out there, we're not, we're not trying to say that the, that people that work mechanically and, and, and or talking about structure all the time, which is, I have nothing against. It's just... That we're giving you our insight on how we've we seen through experience. That we were there. We were all, of course. And, you, and there. you still need to have those skills. And we're still there. Yeah. You still make certain corrections with those manual skills. It's 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 more the complete picture of so, how to And I think if, if you guys would, would talk about, too, how you got into that, I think this would be amazing to for people listening to understand how did we get to this point. I think... Well, if I say personally, it was for me was was just organically it it, it happened through treating people and making uh, observational kind of uh, conclusions on on trauma that people were talking about and what I was seeing in their body. One, yeah. and then two further studies, like looking at uh, things like uh, applied kinesiology, looking at things like uh, uh, German dis- new medicine dispenser. 
Dispenza, so neuroscience. Uh, yeah, but I have to say, the the even the the German new medicine uh, from Dr. Hammer was something very interesting. If people are interested in looking at the association and specificity of disease and conflict, uh, that for me was uh, was something that was re that really kind of resonated well, um, and I use on a regular and, basis. And then, like you said, I've read a bit about it recently, and yep. how the how the body adapts around that conflict, right? It does what it does. Well, based it on does what it does. Physiological laws, right? To survive. To survive, right? That's right. Yeah. So, so if we give a, let, let, just to give a, a tiny example. So if we talked about, let's say, a patient coming in with uh, classic uh, digestive issues, heartburn, indigestion, uh, most things with the digestive system relate to something the person's going through that they have a hard time accepting. Digesting. Digesting. There you go. So there's you the literal, it. sometimes it's the literal meaning of, of a scenario they're in that they're not able to handle. And the number of times people freak out because they're, they're like, man, that's so true. I'm, I'm going through this and I'm, I just, I can't accept the fact that this is going on. And so again, so then, so then what's the solution? Uh, well, one is the the ha having the conscious awareness that that's the relationship. One, and knowing full well that yeah, that is true. That is going on with me, and so I totally get why my body's behaving that way. So it's it would be like saying you're having a hard time digesting something. So what's your stomach doing? It's producing more gases to digest better. It's increasing the volume of the stomach. So you're, you're, you're getting bloating. either more yeah. bloating, more whatever. Just acid production. So then yeah. the, the, the cool thing activity. is yeah. when you become conscious of it, then the body starts to repair itself because it no longer needs that adaptation. So the, the idea is you want to get to the point where you could say, well, what do I need to do to accept this <laughs> and be able to digest it? Once you've done that, then it's easier, number one, for us to do our work and for them to recover quicker. Yeah. So that, that, that would be my explanation of that. I think of that, whenever I think about those, again, it's a hard pill to swallow, right? It's like yeah. this idea that, you know, it's like how do you get yourself to a place where you can actually let this pass, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and that's not easy. That's not easy. That is not easy. Right. And sometimes it does take... And on the other side of the coin, us doing our work in helping those structures yeah. can help facilitate the process for them to be yeah. able to do that. Yeah, strengthen the physiology, right? Align. Structure governs function. You're trying to, you're still helping and you can help. That's why, that's why manual principles. techniques still can help even if you don't get into that. Yes. But it won't, maybe it's not as complete, not as quick, yes. not as long lasting, right? Because you're not getting maybe to the source, but they, but they certainly help the, the process. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah, they help the body deal with the stress or the trauma, right? Yeah. Well, you'd ask, Kevin, you were saying before you yeah. got into the last example, you were saying how, how do we get to this point? Yeah. Right? And you said, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's get there. So I, I think that's the whole thing is we all come, most people come out pretty structured depending on your background or whatever, but it's, it's, it's honestly, it's communication. I think it helps with how you set your schedule up so whoever's listening, like, you know, you have to have enough time with your clients that you have you can actually communicate and 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 get information. Yeah. And it comes down, I think, for for myself, it comes down to just to curiosity and wanting to to learn more, 
right? So when we graduated, Kevin and I went to athletic therapy school, and I remember coming back and, and working and, and A, just not getting the results I wanted. So you have someone come in with whatever pelvic rotation and you correct it and in that world, three days later, they come back in, it's there again. You correct it again, they come back in, it's there again. So it's, you know, A, I'm not spending 45 years of my career doing that, that's for sure. And B, you start to understand there, well, what am I missing? If you're doing the technique properly and it's not holding, then you're not getting what's primary, right? What are they doing outside of here? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, what's necessarily primary is not necessarily physical. Yeah. And then by by adapting and, and, you know, what we did is changing our intake forms, asking more personal questions, doing a lifestyle audit. Once you start to to realize how much the big picture affects the picture that's in front of you yeah. is what makes it exciting. It's what makes you start to pick up books like you did and, and do the post-grad courses that we want to take. And that's, to me, that's, that's the... That's the pathway yeah. and, and initial, and we all get into to rehab for the same reasons. We want to help people. It's only natural in my opinion that you go from there to, okay, I can help on a certain level, but you know, it's not your scope of practice to be a, you know, a psychologist, I'm not saying no. that, but you're certainly, you can understand and make links with people and how much that plays a role and you can see it when they walk in, right? You can really yeah. see which people are stuck and rigid mm -hmm. and so is their body. And you can see the people that are open and, and maybe need some guidance, but you can really see that, that, that correlation there. And, and I think, uh, yeah, and it directly, that, that, that even parallels to what we teach here in, in, uh, at AMO, but it's, uh, you know, it's the curiosity you have as a practitioner that is going to allow you to understand where the patient is and, and, and then you know, get the full picture and direct them. And in doing that and in showing your excitement and your curiosity to help them, right? It comes full circle because that ultimately leads to, we always say, to more referrals, right? Because you're gonna be uh, doing stuff you love, you're gonna be interested, you're gonna be engaged, right? And then when you connect with that patient and you actually help them see it as well, it's like practice is easy and it becomes fun and it becomes an evolution because you're you're you start to like your your brain gets oh wow you you make these connections and you start to see things you never even you know or possibilities you never even knew existed um, and so it's like it's an evolution of practice like so like you said Jay you start somewhere and usually the fundamentals are very structural right it's because you got to put this stuff black and white on paper so that you could teach it Yes. You know, and yeah. you, so you can digest it. Need to so digest <laughs> it. It needs to be accredited, right? It needs to be very, you know, with whatever governing bodies. But when you get into real life, it's not always black and white. It's gray. Exactly. It's gray, and there's a lot of that. So um, for me, it was similar. It was very much that. It was you start. I started from a you know very sports background, mechanical, and I love it. Still love that stuff, right? Um, I connect with those people a lot. But you start to see. You know, I think I got into this realm more through the psychology of human performance. But then you see it's crazy. It's all the same stuff, right? Sure. So you go down that pathway, you understand uh, human performance and, and achieving and this and that. And, and you start to learn about psychology. You start to learn about these different levels of consciousness. And, and it, it's amazing how one leads you to the next. And then eventually it does this full circle. Um, but it's uh, that's how I got into uh, all this stuff and started to 
understand, you know, and, and then it's just, sometimes your patients are your best teachers, right? Because they'll, they, they, like a lot of these people actually, as you once you open the door, you, you realize how much they know about this stuff as well. Right. Right. And then they're recommending books and it's, it's, it's phenomenal how it progresses. Exactly. On that note of mentioning books, so the uh, levels of consciousness is power versus force for Dr. David Hawkins is a, uh, is a great, great start if people are interested in looking at that. And it, it kind of puts into perspective of where you are too and you can test yourself. <laughs> Just trying to test yourself. Yeah. Am I calibrating yeah. it today? And, it, and it, yeah. actually you're right because he, he's a phenomenal human and, and he's actually made it very understandable that consciousness is basically a lens you see the world through that's right and what you see what you experience the world through what you experience the world through, it's see, a direct yeah. reflection so it's like looking through uh, a two-way mirror and what you see and look through is reflected upon you and until you understand where you're at you can't ascend see the next level you can't see the next level so that <laughs> he and, always and, said it was that analogy of like it's like explaining how to see color to a blind person. Exactly. Like he has no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. You know, like you, until you've regained that sight, yeah. then you, then you can have, have it explained. And I've, you know, I've trademarked that with uh, my, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't term, know but, what you don't know. You know, I could have saved Dr. Hawkins a lot of time. SL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yours is much more poetic than his. Yeah. Too. yeah. yeah. DSL. Sorry. What's also very cool with his is how he, he put it on. He, it was cool that he put it on a numerical scale too, because you can really see, oh. you can then see the ascension, right? Yeah. Which is really neat. I thought that was a, that's a great book. It You're is. welcome. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Royalties, send them our way. Yeah. Dr. Hawkins. Yeah. Well, he's from, passed away. From beyond. From, from the next realm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So where are we next here? I think we, we're here. We did the how they were stuck versus not a little okay, bit. Okay, right? so yeah. So and then you know, I don't know if you talk about you want to say that they're in their sympathetic versus parasympathetic. We should get into that a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So well, that's leading into the the stuff we can give them to help them, right? So if we look at uh, the person in trauma, which obviously eliciting the the more of the sympathetic uh, fight or flight system, right? So we're in survival mode. Uh, the way I explain it to people is, you know, in order to recover repair and, and, and have balance, the body, the nervous system has to be able to go back into the parasympathetic, have the vagus nerve do its job. The thing is, is for the majority of people, uh, they're spend most of their time in that sympathetic activation. So the gap between the sympathetic parasympathetic becomes very large. So the idea of what we're going to talk about in terms of integrating certain uh, tricks and, and techniques to uh, decrease that gap, to facilitate the transition back to parasympathetic so the body can repair itself is of utmost importance because you could do the best technique, the best work on a patient if they're not in the right state of mind on a more regular basis, uh, it will not work. So or the lim the results will be much less. Yeah, yeah, not completely work. That's they're, right. They're limited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then, if we get into some examples, then of what we give people, uh, Jay, like, what would be something that you would suggest to someone to help them with that? Other than obviously, like you said before, there are techniques we do in osteopathy to help rebalance that system, and we all have had that experience of doing that to someone that has too much of a gap. And they call you back and they're a mess. <laughs> right? So, again, that's how you read them. For those yeah. of you that don't know what that is, 
that's it. The yeah. gap is too big. You've corrected it. They feel like crap. So you need to so be you need to wait for 24 to 72 hours and you know, it'll right. start to pass. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing, I think you're right, Kev. I think what's also important for all practitioners is to give people homework. They, they can't just come in all the time and they're seeing you for one hour, one week, and they're coming back two or three you know, weeks later. They need to have stuff at home. I mean, one of the, the, the basic ones, the one I give a, probably most often for people and how to bring their nervous system more into balance is through breathing. So I, I mostly get them to do a lot of breath work. So yeah. using diaphragmatic breathing to help regulate the nervous system. And, you know, we do their brief explanations, which I don't know if you have to get into here about, you know, how the breathing affects, you know, and it helps regulate the nervous system. Do you spend your whole treatment just talking about breathing? Uh, no, I know. No, no I I've so. heard of that though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so, you know, I quite, and, and then, you know, so, but quite often they don't understand. They understand that there's a diaphragm and what it works, but I try to throw in different things like, you know, your diaphragm contracts 22,000 times a day. So, and you if know, it, you have seven of them. Yeah, and if yeah, and if, <laughs> and, and if it contracts, you know, think how think how much difference it makes when something contracts well and when it doesn't contract very well. And there's a big gap there, and I talk about the importance of breath and oxygen and, and and how that affects their nervous system, and and really how it regulates their nervous system. We need to bring that closer in relationship for healing to occur and for health to occur, and that I make it part of their part of their exercise prescription, just like you would stretch a muscle or or yep. do core stability for something else. You know, I always try to say that we have one body, and we need to we need to strengthen from a neurological aspect. That's the best way for me to, to really to really fine tune into that. So, and most people have at least heard of it. Most people, a lot of people aren't very good at it. They need a little bit of guidance on how to do it. And then we talk about you know holding your breath, like you know the different variations of you know four seconds in hold and four seconds out, or you know four second inhalation, eight second hold. Like I go into different ways of them to to really get it to calm down. And you know with new technology. Sometimes I say you should notice, like yeah. have your Apple Watch, take your heart rate, sit there or lay there, do some breathing, really focus on it, and and you'll see it. You'll see that your resting heart rate comes down. There's a sense of relief. There's a sense. Usually their pain, you know, I'm not saying it goes away, but there's a, a the, quite often there's a there's a, a noticeable reduction in their symptomatology if they're if they're in that state. And then, that's that's probably how I usually start. One of the big ones, like from Heart Math Institute, would be heart coherency that they could also measure through uh, through that as well, through stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. What about you, Sean? Yeah. So, oh, let's say if I take a, just a more mechanical approach, depending on the patient I'm treating, and I I've acknowledged what state they're in, I will tailor my treatment even with respect to just like pure kind of uh, physiological response. So, like I might treat, let's say if they're they're down and I need them to be up, I might finish with their sympathetics. Like I might finish with some T-spine stuff, right? Ripets, to actually yeah. stimulate the sympathetics. And then conversely, if I see that they're too high, I will, you know, I might start with the T-spine stuff and then I'll finish with upper or lower, right? The more of the, the more of the, um, Parasympathetic uh, the, dura, the parasympathetic, the C1, C2, occiput area, the sacrum, right? Yeah. So I'll tailor just the physical treatment in response to, I don't necessarily tell them that. Sometimes I do, depending on where they're at. Um, but yeah, I'm always doing that gauging on where the patient's at and sure. how I can how I can best, like you say, connect and then bring them to where they need to be. Um, but that's just from a physical, you know, just a generalized physical perspective perspective. Um, you know, oh, which response. has the impact There's, on the mental. Yeah, like the, the response of the structure versus function, right? Yeah. But it's huge. And, and yeah. if I can kind of quickly, that's it's funny. Yeah. That's, uh, the <laughs> that's the teachings. That's the for all the osteopaths that are listening. That's the teachings of osteopathy. There's a reason why they talk about the six elements of PRM, and and the reason why you start with you know the the head and neck and the pelvis. It's for that reason. Yeah. You know, most people come in, they're not moving very well there, yeah. right? They're 
you know, so we've talked about this, Kevin, if when you don't know what to do and they're not doing, go back to the basics. Basics. Are yeah. they moving? Is their head moving? Is the upper neck moving? Is the sacrum moving between the iliac? <laughs> Why does that make sense? Because then you know you're, you're, you're nourishing the, the nervous system. The dural attachment. It right? is. You it's it's, it's always like that. Yeah. Uh, very similar stuff. You know, I'm, I'm, when I'm trying to give some homework on stuff like that, for me, it's always about, one, like we discussed in the beginning, the, the relationship between how, what they're experiencing or how they're perceiving their experience and how their body's reacting to it. Then it's to set the stage for it to react better. So what can you do to modulate that and have a better uh, equilibrium and balance between the sympathetic parasympathetic? So I usually do a lot of hard focus technique because it usually takes 20 seconds for someone to get into the perfect yeah. state. So making someone, for those of you that don't know it, um, Dr. Fulford uh, talking about the hard focus technique and uh, he, and basically it's focusing on something that would uh, always make someone close their eyes I, and I'll guide them through it. So I'll have my hand on their heart and I'll, I'll basically ask them, think of something that really makes you happy expand that feeling inside your chest, throughout your body, and I guide them through that process. And usually what I'll do too is through a bit of applied kinesiology is I'll, I'll have something that I found that is weak or, or not doing well on the body. Inhibited. And yeah. then retest it after they've done that. And every single time it turns back on. So then they're like, oh, uh, that's weird that it, it got stronger. I said, not really. You just fixed yourself in 20 seconds. Pretty good. So imagine you do that every day for a couple minutes. Yeah. Even. Wow. Yeah, Sit yeah. in that. So the idea is to create that awareness of your state of mind. You know, you've, you've been, you know, going through the same routine and, and thinking the same way forever and quite often not working. So let's disrupt that and get you back into an alignment that is going to be more of something that you would wish would happen as opposed to being victim of something. So, I, I really find that empowers them quite a bit because then they see it live, number one. Number two, I make them think of the stressor again and it goes weak off. It goes weak right away. So that's the importance of doing it on a regular basis is creating more of that uh, symmetry between the two so that you don't get derailed instantly when something happens. And feedback like that is so valuable for your sure. client, right? Uh, on, the, on the breathing note, yeah, there's so many other ones, right? So the Wim Hof breathing. There's the, um, and I think the importance of that is the the reminder. And I always tell people that you could use different modalities to do things. Uh, the important thing is to go from a thought to a feeling. So a lot of people can think something, but they're they really don't feel it. So the idea is to get them to getting used to feeling something will bring you back out of the mind in order to be centered through the heart center again, to create more heart coherency and be in more alignment with your body repairing itself. So these are just a few ideas of how you could do that. Um, there, there are tons of other ones and people like to meditate, which is great, that's totally fine. But a lot of people meditate and they're actually in their mind, they're actually <laughs> using the mind as opposed to observing the way you kind of should be doing it. So it's, Maybe just to tailor it better for them, find out what they like, what maybe their interests are, and get them to just focus on that, even if it's just for a little bit, but more consistently in order to create a momentum in the other direction. Right? Yep. 
All right, boys, that, uh, that's not bad. That's, that's pretty deep bad. right there. It sounded like we knew what we were talking about <laughs> a little bit. Hey? Sometimes know. we're I, on. I, I, I think you were trying to impress your daughter today. I think yeah. that was probably your best podcast. That was extra motivation. Maybe ever. Extra motivation. Yeah. The audio was, I mean, flawless, spectacular. Today. This yeah. audio was the best. Thank you, Naomi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're Amazing. Um, so, recap. Recap. Quick, quick recap. So, so basic recap would be uh, the recognition of, uh, of the trauma and the impacts from that trauma on the person's physical being, uh, what they're dealing with, the chronicness of, of their problem. Like it, it might date back a long time. So, you know, it's important to kind of open the window to that and, and see how far you can go with it. But a quick analogy for trauma could be just an anchor. Why, you know, what, What's the anchor? Yeah, what's the anchor? Yeah. Why is it there? How you know? How long has it been there? Uh, you know what? But it's but it's holding that person ultimately back from whatever the the progress may be, right? So that that's just a way of looking at now. Especially the client that comes in. I've seen a physio. I've seen yes. a chiro. I've seen these yeah. people, and they're they're still coming in. Yeah. You better find an anchor. Yes. Right. The original anchor. Because you'll have, you'll have that anchor, and then you'll have the triggers. Oh yeah, you'll have yeah, the, yeah. The, the the layers of the onion are there. Yeah. But yes, yes. But that's this. this Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. So then there's a the recognition of that trauma, trying to educate and empower them on the relationship between that and how that can make that uh, go back to 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 balance and 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 hopefully help them heal a lot faster. Um, then from that are tricks and techniques that we mentioned about how they can help modulate that system better so that they can take on more things and deal with them on a, on a much better level than staying stuck in the mind and twirling around in the sympathetic system all day. Yep. So that, that is the, the premise of what we're trying to show today. Um, Acceptance and empowerment too. Those yeah. Are the two big things that I got to, you know, that I, I'm reminded out of this podcast, right? Yeah, so. sure. And that the home stuff to increase the resiliency, right? To get yes, through it and to, and to be and to be in that state more often. Great, perfect, love it. Yes. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Check us out, Osteo Connection. We're on uh, all the pod where podcasts are, are wherever you can find them. We're there, and uh, YouTube. We'll be uploading all our videos on YouTube as well. Thank you, Naomi, for all your help today. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Take care. Ciao. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. 